Claire Sarah, our audience tonight is made up mostly of home cooks. And that's your expertise. Spelled wrong? Naturally. You're listening to Expertise, Spelled Wrong, the podcast where the world's most expert experts discuss their areas of expertise expertly. Expert comedy writer Claire Sarah and expert comedy writer Dan O'Sullivan bring their expertise to other unrelated expertises. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, podcast listeners from around the globe. This is your host, Dan O'Sullivan. I'm excited to welcome to the program today, internet recipe expert, Claire Sarah. Welcome to the show. Oh, I am so happy to get cooking with you, Dano. This is a delight to uh, stir up the pot of recipe talk on expertise. You're already putting us on a slow boil, Claire, with your witty banter. All right, let's simmer down, Dano. (laughs) (laughs) I have to admit to being a fan, I am something of a home cook myself. Oh. I don't want to get all philosophical right off the bat, but there is something kind of depressing about the idea of You put all that time, all that work, all that energy into making something delicious, and it gets eaten. Oh, but Daniel, that is the very essence of life itself. As you said, it is philosophical. Um, What lasts, Daniel? Nothing. I guess it's the memory of a good meal that lasts forever, isn't it? Well, and you know, not every meal can. There's so much pressure on cooking a great meal, making memories with that meal, over that meal. And that's where my expertise comes in. Not every meal should be good. I think that's one of the things that makes your site so popular, that all of your recipes are ranked by levels of deliciousness. Yeah. And the biggest call, of course, is for mediocre. I want a mediocre meal. I've had a mediocre. That takes so much weight off the cook. Well, yes and no. I mean, you still have to work to avoid making something great by accident, which is where most of the great dishes have come from, mistakes in the kitchen. I see what you mean. There is that danger that by being careless about your mediocrity, you accidentally create perfection. That's right. Is that baked Alaska? That is baked Alaska to a herbal tea. I really feel like uh, America is crying out for mediocrity at this time. We are saturating the airwaves with information, and we're always looking for the best. It's like you get on to search for something on the World Wide Web, and you are lost in a rabbit hole of, oh, is this the best version of what I'm looking for? Is that the best? Is it the best? Is it the best? Come to my website, you know it's not going to be the best. Yeah. You are not going to get the best recipes. You are not going to get the best ingredients. In its own way, that is the best, though, because mm. you know what you're getting. Claire, one of the things I love about your presentation is that you provide ways to cook average food using all the wonderful devices that are available to the home cook now. Yes. You've got some great tips. Can we just go down a list of a few of the devices and you could give us your uh, tips for mediocrity? Oh, absolutely. Well, we know that every household these days has a panini press. Yes, the panini press, which claims to make the most delicious pressed sandwiches. If you don't want the pressure of having the best, most delicious European panini pressed sandwich, don't turn it on. You can oh, still use it. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't apply any heat at all. Right, exactly. Now, I also have some advice for, say, if you have an air fryer. Okay. You've got an air fryer and you want to make something crispy, delicious. Yeah, You've, and those are wildly popular now. Wildly popular. I've got three. Why three? Well, one is for 
not turning on. Uh-huh. One is to take up space on my counter because okay. that really helps me not do my best in the kitchen. If I can't move my elbows to chop my carrots. And the other one is in the box unopened, sitting in a prominent place in a cupboard, stopping me from getting to cups and plates easily. Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that seems like a real expert tip right there. If you want to cook something poorly with an air fryer, just don't take it out of the box. That is the absolute best of the most mediocre approaches. So I feel like you are building the confidence of home cooks around the globe with tips like this. You know, the world is responding. You know, I do get a lot of hits on my website. If we could talk about your website for just a minute. Sure. One of the things that I love about the way you've set up your site, Claire, mm-hmm. is you've made the text of the recipe about nine-point type. It's almost indiscernible to the human eye. Mm. And it's surrounded by advertisements, articles, anecdotes. I do like to tell an anecdote about every ingredient that will be going into the recipe. I get your, your daily emails. In fact, I think I get three a day. Does that sound Yes. And uh, the morning email is always dedicated to a single ingredient. Yes. A childhood memory that I may or may not have had about that ingredient. Mm -hmm. Can I just ask you a few of those? Oh, sure. Um, Mustard powder. Mustard powder. So I remember when I was younger, I remember it was a sunny afternoon. Um, We were on the grass in Coeur d'Alene. Okay. Uh, Bulgur wheat. Oh, you don't want to hear the whole story? Well, I get the idea. Uh, um, a bulgur wheat. Uh, funny story. The first mm-hmm. time I was at a market that sold, uh, I my mother called it vulgar wheat. Ice cream? Our family. Uh, ice cream is forbidden in my family, so I sneak it in mm-hmm. my own home as a grown woman. Uh, celery? Celery is something that makes me think of Robert Frost's first book. Dried pumpkin? Dried pumpkin was originally used to test to see if boys would have rickets. Claire, on the subject of single ingredients, one of the highlights of your site to me is your single ingredient recipes. I just love how simple this makes cooking for the at-home cook like me. Yeah. Single ingredient cooking, I think it's really about to take off. Let's try to find some recipes that have one ingredient that you know you're going to have in your cupboard. So I have a seven days of single ingredients, seven single ingredient days. So let's just look at, say, the dinner recipe for Monday. Right. It's apple. The simplicity of that is breathtaking. Thank you. It's freedom and a dinner. Can you fancy that up? I could envision kind of an artiste doing an apple on a fork or maybe apple on a knife. Yes, very nice. You could put apple in a cold panini press. Oh, gosh. Now, see, this is the kind of thinking that really makes cooking seem like magic to someone like me. Because you're taking a non-working appliance, you're taking a single ingredient, and you're creating. And easy. And not very good. Mm, mm -hmm. There's no worrying about, oh my gosh, this is the best meal of our life. How are we going to remember this? How are we going to hold on to this night? The kids who are eating that are so ready to leave the table. You're helping them. You're you're egging them on to other events. Get away from the table. Get away from the family. Let's forget this night. Let's forget this meal. So Claire, I have uh, two quick questions for you to wrap this thing up. One, I would love to just talk about the Instant Pot. I belong to an Instant Pot community online. 
Mm-hmm. And people love their device. Now, I know yeah. we've talked about machines and how to get the least out of them. Right. But um, I feel like the Instant Pot, which for those who don't know, is a pressure cooker, right? It's a fancy pressure cooker. Now, I feel like we could probably use some of your techniques to reduce the pressure of the pressure cooker itself. If right. you left the lid off and just used it as a uh, non-pressurized pot, is that sort of in keeping with what you would recommend? Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. You take the pressure off the pot just the way you take the pressure off the meal. You put one ingredient in an Instapot, and then you cook it hard and fast for about an hour. Just wick that flavor out. With an Instapot, you can smell the flavors escaping when the steam goes off. And I completely approve of that. Now, I know that one of your recipes in the Instant Pot section involves putting in um, a delicious pot roast, crisp, fresh vegetables, wonderful spices Mm -hmm. from faraway lands. Yes. Putting that Instant Pot on for about 30 minutes and then capturing the steam that comes out through the valve and having that steam as your meal. Well, that's my new scientific method. We capture the steam, crystallize it in the freezer for exactly 72 hours, bring it back out, let it melt, heat it, steam it so people can smell it, capture that smelled steam, put that back in the freezer. And with every passing cycle, you are losing a little bit of aroma, a little bit of flavor until by Thanksgiving, you're serving basically a a whiff of airy steam with no smell, no texture. Mm. And nobody is going to remember that Thanksgiving. And Claire, I feel like that represents everything you stand for. Absolutely nothing. Thank you. The Expertise, spelled wrong, podcast is free. And, like the Amish, all are welcome. Be sure to sign up for our email announcements at funnypodcast.co and follow us in your favourite podcast app, like the expert podcast listener we know you are. My guest today has been Claire Sarah. Her website... Oh, would you mind mind not using my name? Oh, I'm sorry. That is fairly memorable, isn't it? And I won't mention your website either. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to have a guest on my podcast here today talking about a topic... (laughs) 